Welcome to the VRV Podcast, where we highlight different better-known businesses and nonprofits. All right, everybody, it's Justin here with the VRV Podcast. Today, I've got Brian on with Battle Brothers Foundation and the recipient for our No One Left Behind shirt campaign this year. So, Brian, welcome. Welcome on the podcast, brother. Great having you on the VRV, and I love what you're doing with veterans. So, Please tell us a bit about yourself and your military service, brother. Yeah, first and foremost, it's awesome to be on with you guys. We can't uh, thank uh, veterans, referring veterans enough, and especially uh, for keeping us, uh, picking us as a t-shirt drive. Uh, this is going to be a really big year for us, and like everyone, every dollar counts, and what we're going to gain from this uh, fundraiser is going to do tremendous things for our veterans uh, that we help out here in Battle Brothers Foundation. But yeah, my service, um, really, it was kind of generate after the events of uh, 9-11. Uh, I was in high school getting recruited by Naval Academy um, for football. Uh, I really, at that point, had no desire to do anything military. Uh, so I went to the University of Massachusetts, was uh, playing ball there. And then after uh, 9-11, I, you know, took a look at myself in the mirror that night. And, you know, as corny as, as, as it may sound, I just kind of realized uh, it was time for me to go earn my citizenship. So uh, finished out the season, uh, informed the coaches that I was going to stop playing football and look to join the military. Wow. And from there, I uh, transferred to uh, Villanova University, uh, went from about 230-pound fullback to 185-pound uh, Marine candidate. And uh, wow. yeah, went through ROTC there for two years, went through Officer Canada School. And then once I graduated from Villanova, was commissioned into the Marine Corps. And then spent some time in Quantico going through schooling. Um, I became an infantry officer, so checked into my first battalion called 2nd Battalion, 8th Marines in Camp Lejeune and deployed to Fallujah, Iraq. Mm. Uh, when I returned from that deployment, they asked me if I wanted to try out for Marine reconnaissance. So tried out, made it, and they rewarded me with another trip to Iraq six months <laughs> later. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of the payoff, I suppose. What and, year were and, you uh, over there? Uh, what's up? What years were you over there? Years. Um, the first one was 2006 and seven, and then 2007 through 2008. Okay. And then came back, took selection in the fall of 2008 for uh, Marine Special Operations, uh, which later became Marine Raiders. Um, made that and uh, spent a majority of my career as a team commander at both Camp Lejeune and then at Camp Pendleton um, and deployed all around the world, like Southeast Asia, uh, parts of Africa and, um, and also, um, Helmand, uh, province, Afghanistan as well. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Right on. So then how long did you do? Uh, just about nine years. Oh, okay. Right yeah. On. Uh, so senior captain kind of had major staring at me and, you know, my team command time was going to be done. And, you know, it's just at that point when you're at 10 years, you kind of think like, okay, am I going to do it or get out and uh, decide there's just other things I want to do with my life at that point and uh, decide to transition out uh, just at the end of uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. Cool. So did you know what you wanted to do when you wanted to grow up? You know, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, I was still, we all, I think this isn't our fiber, like you want to serve and, you know, be a part of something bigger than yourself. Um, and I got into the education field and was great, uh, learned a lot. Um, but then when I really started kind of seeing what was happening, you know, a little bit with my own personal demons of, of transitioning and not being in the military anymore, and then definitely seeing what was going on with the suicide and opiate epidemic and myself being a hundred percent disabled veteran, my, uh, I was also like, there's probably more we can do here. And I thought about, there's a tremendous amount of great nonprofits that I uh, help out the active duty service. 
Mm-hmm. But I think we come up a little bit short on some of the uh, nonprofits that help out veterans where they're transitioning and out. Um, and that's where the kind of the idea of Battle Brothers came from. Yeah. And, you know, we really just wanted to make a, a very like kind of a three tier approach of things that we thought would help us if we if we transitioned. So we kind of came up with a personal and medical and economic. So personal side is more or less like a big brother, big sister. You know, we'll pair you up with another Battle Brother who's kind of been there and done that. Uh, yeah. Not like they can give you any medical advice or anything of that nature, but they're just an ear for you. And they can yeah. say, I know exactly what you're kind of going through. Um, medical side, we help out with VA disability benefits. So if the vet didn't get what they felt that they deserve, uh, we will take it over. We take on all costs uh, to pay the uh, doctors to do this and help the veterans get the disability rating that they deserve and their family deserves. Um, we also have treatment centers that are available to us. So if we have vets struggling with opiate or alcohol or post-traumatic stress or all the above, we do have the ability to get them into treatment facilities where free of charge, let them kind of take that knee, recalibrate themselves and, you know, get back out into the fight. Um, And then we're also starting a medical cannabis research. Um, So we went before people in Congress, asked them what they needed because we just really felt this might be a better option than some of the opioids that we're seeing the uh, veterans being prescribed. Um, we were told if you guys can get data and get American doctors to back it, we have, we can definitely have a conversation. Um, so right now our first study design on using medical cannabis to go after the symptoms of post-traumatic stress, Mm. it's currently sitting with an institutional review board, which, um, basically that means we are approved for uh, human trials and that we can actually print our findings or data in medical journals. So basically that's what we would need. And we have American doctors on board with that. So the first study will go uh, probably about the end of the summer, about 60 veterans. We'll uh, gather the information from there that we've learned on what genetics were working best uh, with the symptoms of post-traumatic stress. We'll go back, we'll grow them, come back and do about another 200 veteran study here in Southern California. And then from there, we're looking at either Michigan or Oklahoma to move in and do what they call a retrospective study, basically moving the genetics into that state, trying it with veterans who are suffering with post-traumatic stress. And if that sticks, like the way we think it should, that would be the appropriate time for us to go back from Congress and say, here's our data, here's our American doctors, can we get this into the VA medical system and make uh, this act accessible to all vets? Wow. And then last portion is we do economic, where we do job placement. So we just yeah. want that veteran to have that sense of purpose like they did while they served in the military, and hopefully they don't make a decision that they cannot come back from. Yeah, no, that's awesome, dude. I love all those tears that you got, and especially the first one, because um, I... You know, I'm I'm 100 with all my crap as well. Yeah. And when you step out the door, you've you've got nothing, man. There's nobody there. There's no. <laughs> it, it sucks, and a lot of the times too, like it took for me, it was like I didn't want anything to do with it. Blah blah blah. I didn't want to see a uniform. I heard the word veteran. Totally was like, nope, nope. And um, I missed it. I I truly did miss it. And I think that's a huge component with um, you know, the veteran suicide issue that that's going on dude there's there's a lot of people that just a simple phone call need to talk so i like that that you guys are pairing people veterans up with with others man and yeah. holding their hand not sound a weird way but i mean it's what you know it's really in like kind of like how we learned this was just the way we were treated when we would return back from deployment so they would do um with, <laughs> with OCOM units it's like they would do these things called third level decompression where we would go to a resort for a week we had a Therapists were there, our, our physical therapists, this, our athletic trainers, um, and you had to um, 
you know, at least walk in and shake the hands of, of the therapist's hands. You didn't have to talk to him or her, but you at least had to shake hands. But wives, girlfriends, children weren't allowed there. Police were totally informed what was going on. I mean, we had designated drivers, but it was a way for us to kind of like reacclimate ourselves. But they said they got that really from World War One and World War Two, where troops were deploying by boat. And yeah. was... Oh, can you hear me? There we go. There we go. Yeah, I think the finger was on the mic a little bit. Oh, sorry. So yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. So it would take about two weeks for them to get back, and they're like, and what we would find was they might sit down at the chow hall, and you know, you and I are talking, and I saw something, and you saw something similar. Well, now we're not isolated. And mm-hmm. we can actually get it like talk about it, get it off our chest. They're like, yeah, you look at the men and women came back from Vietnam. They might have been in a hellacious yeah. firefight. And yeah. then the next, you know, two days later, they're in a bed with a wife and a screaming kid they just met. And they're still trying to put together what they just went through. And it really was tough on the veterans. So we kind of just copycatted that. And we're like, hey, let's just be there. That voice where a vet in the middle of the night might have an issue going on. They can call up and talk like this voice it to you. And maybe you can help problem solve it for them a little bit and just keep that, that isolation. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Because I think a lot of veterans, not knocking therapists or anything like that, but we want to talk to somebody who's been boots on the ground with us downrange, who's really seen it, not just read about it in some book and gone through college. You know, um, it's just a, it's just a whole different atmosphere. I've gone through my different therapy sessions and blah, 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 but it's nothing like anything, you know, my stuff's nothing compared to everybody else that was outside the wire kicking open doors and this and that. But, um, you know, I can only imagine, but we really, it's crazy how much veterans open up to each other, um, you know, given the right setting. And it just feels even talking on these podcasts, I found out there's, there's so many other VRV members that want to record another one. They're super nervous about doing it. But then once they're just talking about whatever, it's like, he's like, dude, that was totally therapeutic, you know, just a little bit. Absolutely. Um, no, that's cool, dude, because I'm huge into the camaraderie with all that and supporting each other where it's like no BS. Like yeah. you guys are honestly there to help them out. It's there's no hidden agenda. I guess there is. You want to help them out. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that's bad, I mean, I'll take it. But yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, that's awesome. And how long have you been running this for? Uh, we established Battle Brothers just at the end of uh, 2016. Um, it more or less was kind of a, I would say a shell nonprofit, not really doing anything for about a year until we could kind of get everything put together the way we wanted it to. And then really we started kind of running with this thing, uh, at the end of 2018, starting to bring in, uh, the vets, uh, the first really step we did was obviously the personal mentoring ship that was easy, but we wanted to really start working on the VA disability and kind of build a little momentum and see how that worked. And, you know, we were able to get a, a good amount of veterans through. We were able to get a lot up to 100%. Um, probably one of our, our best was uh, a Vietnam veteran. He was Blue Water Navy, mm. but he was definitely hit by Agent Orange. I mean, he's dealing with Parkinson's. His back is fused. He's had brain surgery. But the VA wasn't recognizing him as an Agent Orange guy because he was deemed Blue Water Navy. Mm-hmm. So through all of our efforts and work, we were able to get him up to 100% through the post-traumatic stress that he had. But, you know, it's like I told him 100% 100%. Now he's getting all the benefits that he needs. They're redoing his house. Everything in his life changed. And you just saw just even like the little thing where it was like, hey, we're here and we're helping you and we're going through this process. You could just see the morale like lift up from yeah. that. Yeah. We haven't even enhanced any of his disability rating, but he's like, wow, someone's actually listening to me yeah. and trying to help me with this. And yeah. that that was just a great feeling. And then the you know, cherry on top was when we got the call that, hey, he's up to 100 percent and he got a nice large uh, 
infusion into the bank and you know his life changed and that's what it's all about you know oh, veterans yeah. care of each other yeah so how are you finding these vets or are they reaching out to you or how does this whole process work yeah, we have some that reach out to us. Uh, you know, some of our friends who've, uh, have, who have seen success, we kind of do a thing where it's like a pay it forward. So if we work with you and we get you, um, you know, up to 100% or we help you find a job, I mean, I want to stress Battle Brothers isn't like a one track only. It's kind of a track that best fits that veteran. So some might need help with the VA. Some might need help with the job, but we're there to help them out, whatever it may be. But then they become a Battle Brother. And then they will come back and say, hey, I got a guy I met at this place. He or she is struggling. Can we do this or can we do that? And that's kind of how we've been finding things. And, you know, we got some really cool things here on the horizon. We're actually thinking about becoming a magazine publication to kind of we got a real good following here in San Diego. And we want to kind of expand nationwide. And that might be a good vehicle. And that will kind of help not just spread the word, but spread awareness and have us have a longer reach to help out more veterans in this country. Yeah, right on. Well, you kind of hit with, you know, veterans with opioid, like what resources do you have kind of like at your disposal for, say, if someone's got an addiction problem or whatnot, or you've got specific resources you're referring them out to or anything yeah, in-house? Or what absolutely. Do you got? absolutely. Um, we have a director of treatment and recover, re- recovery. His name's uh, Luke Chittick. Um, Luke and I were actually college roommates at UMass. He never served in the military. Um, but you know, Luke kind of went through his own personal demons where Mm -hmm. he had to go into treatment. Um, and he really came from, you know, being at a part where we didn't know how much longer Luke was going to make it to just totally doing a 180. Uh, he has his own treatment centers now, but he also has a lot of contact with other, uh, treatment facilities. So what he does is he'll make phone calls, make sure if they're good with TRICARE and he's like, Hey, we need to get this one vet in located in this area. We need to get him to the TRICARE at this place. And he kind of takes care of all the logistics and coordination. And we just help pay the bills to get the vet there uh, for travel expenses. But everything else, um, and he, he can make that work through insurance reasons that, you know, it, it's all fully funded and free to go. And, and it's great having a guy like that because he can be that initial phone call with the veteran and just kind of yeah. see where we're at. And he can say, hey, they need this or this is the the treatment they're going to need or we need to think about that or you need to go get them right now and take them to a hospital type of thing yeah, and yeah. he's been a valuable resource for us yeah oh that's awesome dude i know a lot of vets man it, it's by the time they reach out for help it's like too late you know what i mean not too it late is. but it's extremely last minute because we're so thick-headed you know yeah yeah so yeah but that's cool, man. I lo- I love what you guys are doing with all that. So, and you guys are based out of San Diego. But where's yep. I mean, where's your reach at? Like, if I got somebody in New York, yeah, we can definitely. I mean, like I said, it depends. Like, you know, there's a lot we can do. Like, you know, job placement wise, New York might be tough for us, right? Because we can do a lot of things here with our Southern California contacts. Um, but anything in regards to like the treatment side or even on uh, the VA disability side, those are things that we can definitely pick up a phone, have a conversation with them. And if we can't help them ourselves, we have enough people we can kind of direct them to and we can make them things work on that side. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Oh, cool, dude. Um, so real quick, I mean, you hit it on it. Hinted. Hinted. Whatever the word. <laughs> it's Friday, you man. Touched I hear on you touched on it. <laughs> No, this new company that you got going on with the with yeah. the medical marijuana. You want to hit on that a little bit? Yeah. No. So the company is called um, Helmand Valley Growers Company, and the reason why we named it that is within the unit I served in. Um, if you went to the Helmand Province, you became part of the Helmand Valley Gun Club, and you get an HVGC tattoo. 
So we really wanted to kind of gear what we're doing on our research is going towards veterans. So we wanted to make our, you know, people call it for profit, but we call it a for purpose company. Really wanted to gear it towards our military vets. And that's where we came up with HVGC or Hellman Valley Growers Company. It was kind of paying homage back to the to the Raiders who served in the Hellman mm-hmm. province and kind of help us tell their story more of what they did there. Um, but we just launched our recreational brands out here in Southern California back in February. Um, we're currently now all over the state of California and we're looking to expand here possibly this fall into a, another state. We're looking at a couple right now, <laughs> but, um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, um, you know, it's been great because, you know, part of the job placement is we like to bring veterans in and have them work here at Helmand Valley Growers Company because we want to be a company that no kidding is veterans making medicine for veterans. Mm-hmm. So it's been a great arms. been getting some really great uh, publicity. I mean, we literally were just in a magazine called Homeland Magazine, and they deliver on military bases and all that. But it's the first time that they were allowed to have a medical cannabis ad and an editorial in a magazine that's going to be sold on a military base. So huh. it's kind of like trying to break, you know, break the glass ceiling a little bit that, yeah, we all had a stigma about cannabis in the military. We just didn't think about it. We didn't do it because you knew you would get in trouble. But now we're actually exploring this plant. We're like, this might be a more beneficial route for someone to take versus a VA cocktail that we're currently being prescribed. And we right. just want to prove it through data. We don't want to, we're not going to sit here and say, hey, I use it, so, so should you. We want to do it the right way and penetrate the right market and get it into the VA medical system. And with the helps of both Bowder Brothers Foundation, along with Hellman Valley, uh, we plan to really kind of change the medical landscape here for our, our nation's heroes. Dude, good on you, man. No, that's really cool. Obviously, you know, I'm here in Colorado, so we've, we've, um, I've been around it, well, since I retired and got out. And it was so funny because we, um, I was coming from California. I retired out of California, came here to Colorado. Yeah. And of course, all these, I worked with a lot of civilians on my job. And they're like, oh, when you go down there, it's just like another Amsterdam. And you can order Papa John's and get weed on your pizza and this. And I'm like, what? I'm like, that makes no sense whatsoever. And there's so many people talking all this crap. And it's here. But you have to look for it to find it. You know, there's a lot of people that are way for it, other people in the middle and some that are totally against it. But there's a yeah. lot of stigmas that are with it. And, you know, it's 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 viewed like alcohol here, basically. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's you consume it, you consume it. And, you know, it's all the way as long as you're not abusing it and going all crazy. There's some places that go out to with they want the VRV out there. But these functions are let's all see how high we can get. And I'm like, no, I'm not, not throwing the VRV name over there. It's not, not anything we're going to be associated with, but um, you know, it all depends. You got to be responsible with it. If it's something for you that can definitely help you out. Cause um, yeah, I know firsthand there's, they will throw pills at you very, very easily and say, see you later, you know? So it's, it's hard. <laughs> it is. And I think you brought up a great point. Cause Hey, we got a recreational brand. You do what you want to do with that, right? But when we're going to be doing what on the medical side, it's all going to be microdosing. So we already kind of know it's going to be delivered via tincture. And, you know, we want to make it like medicine, just like if you woke up and you have a headache, well, take some aspirin. You know, you don't, you don't abuse it. And it's the same thing. If you need to get up and you, you take a little tincture and you get your prescribed dosage, it's not going to get you that euphoric high. It's just going to do what it needs to do to help your body going. You know, nighttime, we're seeing veterans need a little bit higher THC concentration just to kind of not just put them down, but to keep them down. So if they go up in the middle of the night, they can go get their sleep. But then we're also developing what we call our quick reaction forces. You know, with a vape pen, it hits your frontal lobe a little bit quick. 
But if a vet's really feeling the walls are world closed, closing on, you know, take a quick hit and just kind of let the noise like, calm down a little bit, that's mm-hmm. for. But to your point, hey, if you want to get up in the morning and you want to drink a whole bottle of Hellman Valley Growers Company cannabis, I'm going to probably tell you, well, not just how your day is going to go, your week. I mean, you're not going to be very productive. <laughs> but, you know, but if you use it responsibly, like you should with all medicine, it, I think it'd be very beneficial. Yeah. 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 Right on, man. Well, that's cool. So going back to the Battle Brothers a bit, how many veterans do you think you guys have helped out since you you started this whole thing? You know, we've probably helped out around about 30 veterans um, in kind of mix and match. I mean, when we're going through the disability claims, that can take anywhere from like six to like 10 months, unfortunately, sometimes a little bit more quick. Um, But, you know, we're limited by money. And like I said, we're just kind of doing this, you know, grassroots out of our backyard. Um, yeah. we've been able to help out a, a good amount here with, uh, with finding jobs. Um, so it, it's been pretty nice. And it, like I said, it's been kind of local here. We've been helping a lot of Marines and sailors out of Camp Pendleton, uh, just because that's kind of our backyard, yeah. uh, we're opening up more things in, you know, in, in, in regards to people down Coronado and things like that. And I think, you know, as we're growing here, and especially with the research we're about to do where it'll put us on a little bit bigger of a national level um i just think you know as the money comes in you know that's what i love about nonprofits. i mean you get money it's meant to be spent and so yeah. as soon as you get that in you <laughs> find who needs the help and you get it to them and make sure it's done right so yeah. uh, we're really looking forward to kind of spreading our arms here and uh really getting this thing going uh in yeah. the right direction well and that's one of the reasons why we selected you guys um you know we were we were we were um scoping you out really good obviously you're on the vrv so i know you're a good guy we spoke yep. beforehand yep. with everything and um i just i just love seeing what you were doing but that's the whole focus of these shirts is to highlight the smaller nonprofits like yourselves that may not have the advertising and and funding and all that for all that crazy stuff like some of these yeah. bigger ones you see and you're like how much was that ad on TV? Where could you have put that money? You know? Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, and that's, that's why we really want to do these. And so quick, big shout out to all the sponsors that came together for these shirts. Cause yeah. I think, uh, they look amazing. So it looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to get ours. I mean, they're, they're really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are. I, I can't wait to get mine either, but it was, it was pretty cool, man. It's actually right on the mark. 22 businesses coming together for your nonprofit. So I absolutely that's love true. that. Tremendous. Yeah. So it was cool. Um, uh, you had you had mentioned Coronado and I we so when we were stationed down there, I always used to go take advantage of that Navy Lodge North Island down there. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That place is so nice, man. And you basically have private beaches. There's that um what's the uh I think it's the Hotel de Coronado that yeah. people are spending like five, 600 bucks a night. But then here I am at 60 bucks a night, Oceanside View with basically private beaches. <laughs> it's crazy. It is. It, it's amazing. There's so many like little hidden gems. Like even on Pendleton, they have like these beach bungalows that you're literally just right on the beach and it's yeah. nothing. And it's just, you know, you can have a bonfire, you can do whatever. And it's a great time. Yeah. No, that was, yeah, that was the same with that North Island there. And then my kids are walking the beach and there's these massive sand dollars, just perfect condition because nobody's out there so yeah. uh yeah we loved it maybe we need to have a gig out there dude oh uh, hey i think that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> the weather's good out here so it's all fun yeah 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 we've um well it's not too bad out here either but yeah that'd be great we love it out there so yeah. um well right on dude i'm trying to think of something else to say do you got anything else to throw out at all anything we can help out with you know, I would just say if you guys want to visit our website at uh, battlebrothersfoundation.org, that would be great. 
uh, please reach out if you need anything uh, from us and, uh, you know, just get the word out. And if there's any vets out there in need, we'll, we'll do the best that we can. And especially to you and all the uh, the 22 companies that came together, I can't tell you how honored we are to, you know, be a part of this uh, program. And like I said, it's going to do a lot of great things for our veterans here in the very near future. Yeah, man. Yeah. And for everybody listening, um, these shirts, you can pick them up at theprintshopusa.org.org. Um, we'll have links on our social media platforms when we throw them out. And then Battle Brothers, it's just Battle Brothers on your social media handles, right? For yes. Or is it Battle yep. Brothers Foundation or just Battle Brothers? Yeah, I think if you just do uh, the at Battle Brothers, uh, we should pop up there. Okay, cool, man. Right on. Well, sounds good. Well, Brian, hey, I, I truly appreciate you being on the VRV, taking your time out of your day to jump on here, and more importantly, what you're doing to veterans, helping them out. Um, I, I you, you see the need and and what they want, and I, I love that, man. So thank you. Keep it up, man. Awesome, man. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to uh, keep working with the VRV and all the great things you guys do. Yeah, brother. Yeah, man. So you have a good one, dude. It's good seeing you. Great seeing you. Enjoy that horrible uh, San Diego weather. I will endure. I'll try to get through it. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll All see right, you, have man. a good one. Thank you for supporting businesses listed on the VRV. You can find this business and other vetted businesses and nonprofits at veteransreferringveterans.com. The listings on the website have been personalized with product photos and direct contact information. Thank you again for your support.